Hello and welcome to Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction brought to you by the Modular Building Institute. Welcome everyone, my name is John McMullen and I'm the marketing director here at MBI. Today I'm talking with Susie Hall, founder and president of the Cornerstone Collective. Susie is here today to talk about her experience in the modular construction industry and the importance of communication in the modular design process. Susie, it's great to talk with you. Thank you, John. You as well. So tell me about yourself, Susie. What's your background and and how did you come to found the Cornerstone Collective? I grew up in the Seattle area. I'm a graduate of the University of Puget Sound. And after graduation, I went into the commercial design sector. I founded Cornerstone Design in 1992 and over the years uh, really became a fan of the integrated design process, getting very involved with LEED and sustainable projects in the mid-2000s and being a lifelong entrepreneur at the beginning of this year, I launched a second entity called the Cornerstone Collective, which is a a fully vertically integrated design and construction solution that accelerates and simplifies the hospitality, multifamily, and healthcare development process. Very good. So you, the Cornerstone Collective then, offers a wide variety of services, uh, and that includes modular and off-site services. Is that right? Yes. We provide consulting, design, procurement, sustainability, lead, and integration services across those markets that I mentioned. Uh, it, with a special focus and heavy emphasis on modular and off-site. And one of our um, bailiwicks is that we really focus on the micro details that are so important toward the end of a project, uh, as well as understanding the macro view. Gotcha. So one of the things that stuck out to me during our uh, initial conversations was a term that you used, uh, modular system integration. Uh, Can you explain that to me? What is modular system integration? Yes. So according to uh, the dictionary, a system is a set of things working together as parts of a mechanism or an interconnecting network. Well, in the modular and off-site industry, that takes place, in my experience, within silos. So master planning, architecture, engineering, interiors, modular factory, site built, procurement, landscape, all of those are silos, so to speak, that are a system within themselves. What we mean by modular system integration is encompassing all of those silos, encouraging cross-communication, collaboration, and teamwork. And since we speak those languages across the board to some level, we see ourselves as the glue or, or the quarterback, if you will, of the team. Can you give me an example of what you mean by using one of your recent projects? Sure. Uh, let's see, a recent hospitality project, we were in the design development phase toward the end of it, and the um, first floor had site, a site-built portion and then guest rooms on the first floor. Well, when the architect was leading a meeting and we were all looking at the renderings and Revit, et cetera, the ceiling heights didn't match up. There hadn't been any communication about what the prototype ceiling height was in the guest rooms and how that connected to the site-built portion. Um, And so they were being designed, if you will, in silos where the modular factory was taking the lead on the prototype 
modules as they should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was that missing link of, oh, how do these two pieces come together? And hey, we've got a discrepancy of about seven inches, which then it was kind of, un, you know, coiling the design back to an earlier layer so that those two could join up and move forward. So with your experience in the modular sector over the past several years, what are some of the key lessons you've learned? First, to ask a lot of questions to understand the starting point and the end point. And then also to ensure that all stakeholders are on the calls and in the meetings and not to expect that they'll necessarily read the meeting minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're all guilty of that a little bit, right? Yeah. But, you know, if there's that one important meeting that the electrical engineer or the structural engineer isn't a part of, and then the whole thing keeps rolling, in my experience, there's usually come a point where it's a cog in the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, I also believe that nobody has all the answers, and to really buy into that integrated design process, And then when it comes to the construction portion, having the modular factory and the site GC be very, very connected and not to assume anything. (laughs) I think, I think those are all all great points. One of the, one of the things I heard you say, um, and I'm really glad you brought up this point about, about connection and upfront communication uh, and making sure the scope of the project is understood. It brings to mind other conversations I've had recently, uh, and, and I know many others in the industry are having them as well, uh, about the misconceptions of modular, but particularly when it comes mm-hmm. to the price of modular projects. What's your take on that? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of, um, you know, missing clarity in the industry, and I agree. I think there's a misnomer out there that the general public might think that, oh, modular is less expensive, and I don't exactly know why they think that. Hmm. Now, the solution, because of the quality and the speed to market and everything like that, yes, it's, you know, uh, hotels and housing opens a lot sooner. Hospitals can be built a lot faster, which then results in greater revenue generation earlier. Um, So when you think of life cycle cost, yes, it's... um, very straightforward case in my opinion, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the building products are less expensive or the labor is less expensive. And obviously the labor market um, and where projects are being built will indicate a clearer path forward for offsite and modular solutions. But when we help educate our clients and developers about the price of modular, we have a pretty robust conversation around all of those key points mm-hmm. and that it's not side by side, oh, pick the modular one because the price tag is lower off the shelf. Because there's so many other things to consider with modular projects. <laughs> I mean, you've got, you've got your materials and your labor, but then I, I think a lot of people fail to, fail to consider the cost of actually getting it from the factory to the site, craning it onto um, you know, the site, actually making the building a building. Mm-hmm. So it's just something I like to bring up with people and and have conversations about because it's it's a it's a big misconception and I think it's 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 on us as as part of the industry to sort of help educate people about that aspect of projects. Um, are there any other myths and misconceptions of modular construction that you find yourself dealing with regularly? 
Yes, in the U.S., I think there is a misconception that modular means not attractive mm-hmm. on the interiors, uh, sometimes on the exterior. And that's uh, something that I believe is because of the genesis of the industry in the United States mm-hmm. versus the genesis of modular, say, in Europe, where a lot of it spawned from furniture companies and the furniture, furniture and furnishings industry. So their product has just historically been more integrated and more focused on uh, the finer details. Um, and their, their product, when you know, side by side against a U.S. product, in my opinion, you can tell the difference. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. So I think a misconception is that oh, just because we're you know thinking about modular means we're going to have to take a step down on the aesthetic. And it's similar to when LEED first came on the market, and we were early adopters of LEED. Our collective, we have designed and administered over 100 LEED projects over the years. Um, Same thing, everyone thought that for a LEED or a sustainable project, it had to look recycled. And so we set out on a mission to really show that, no, just because it's sustainable and you know, uh, has a high recycle content, rapidly renewable, formaldehyde-free, low, you know, no off-gassing, et cetera, et cetera, it can still look amazing, and it doesn't have to cost anymore. So there's those big mis- misconceptions out in the marketplace that still exist around modular. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about some of the other notable modular projects you've worked on recently, maybe with an emphasis of, you know, showing that modular design can be just as attractive, just as intricate as traditional construction? Yes, we actually have two affordable housing uh, multifamily projects in um, California that we are in both on design and development um, on. And the interior renderings we produced when we shared them with the larger team, everyone said, oh my gosh, those look amazing, but they must be expensive. And it was kind of a wake-up call for me because we knew they weren't any more expensive than pulling a design off, you know, off the shelf because we knew the products and materials that went into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of that education process is just because it's affordable or even housing for the homeless, it can still look decent. And we still want to deliver that quality, you know, a decent quality and doesn't have to cost anymore. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then in uh, a hotel project that went on hold due, uh, due to COVID and it's just coming back online is the integration of the FS&E and the OS&E package with the prototype and the finishes all coming together um, in really great harmony. And having a little bit of fun with color and kind of having some standout features, even though it's a prototype, Mm -hmm. uh, there's some public space areas that we have been able to, you know, set apart from the rest. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Those sound like great projects. I'd love to, you know, help make some noise about a case study. If you wanted to put one together, send it to us. We can put it on the website. Um, You know, we love doing that kind of thing for our members. So I'd invite you to do that. Yeah, I'm Thank you. I, I appreciate the invitation. And I'll be speaking on a panel at the Advancing Prefabrication Conference in Dallas. And um, we might have a case study ready at that time as well. Oh, very good. Very good. So what's the rest of the year look like for you? Are you already uh, uh, 
booked through the rest of the year? Have you started planning 2022? Yes, we've uh, started planning through 2024, oh, now wow. being invo involved in these uh, large affordable housing projects, uh, wanting to use the modular solution. And part of our, well, a big part of our approach is that we have relationships with many factories across North America. And we want to help increase capacity so that we can provide um, a template for delivering affordable housing solutions and homeless housing solutions to multiple cities across the United States. As we all know, that's a huge um, problem in mm -hmm. our country. Mm -hmm. So we have um, geared up and um, are raising capital toward that and partnering with nonprofits, um, having conversations with factories about their products so that we can engage as many modular factories and team members as possible. So just in the last few weeks, it seems like someone has turned the faucet on. I don't know if you're feeling that. Oh, yeah. Um, but we, we have, yes, all of a sudden, it's very, very busy out there, both um, on the multifamily and the hospitality side. Well, that's fantastic. Um, I, I love all the work with affordable housing. It, it's, it's a huge, there's huge potential for the industry, I think, so anything we can do to help you out there, please do let us know. Wonderful. Yes, would love to. Uh, thank you so much for your time today, Susie. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I appreciate your perspective uh, on the communication, and, and I love hearing about uh, the projects you guys are working on. Yeah, thank you. And just, you know, as a parting thought, just having a game plan. Um, you know, my background, my dad was a major college football coach, so... I've always had that kind of perspective. It's a, it's a team, and someone's got to be leading the team. And having that game plan is so important on all of these projects. I agree. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank my you, John. It's been enjoyable. I appreciate it. Sure. My name is John McMullen, and this has been another episode of Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction. Until next time.